ever say to yourself, what a wonderful world? Probably not, but there's Joey Ramone reminding us of the importance of doing so. In that set, we heard from Riverside Battle Songs, Ola Bell, and their 2006 version of the American folk song, Sea Lion Woman, also known as Sea Lion Woman, originally recorded in 1939. After that was local artist Angelica Ulrich from her newly released album Acoustics. That's acoustic with an X at the end. We heard her song The Eleventh. That is Angelica with a K-U-L-L-R-I-C-H. Look her up online. She would love to hear from her. Uh, she would love to hear from you. <laughs> Taj Mahal, 1972. Uh, his baby caught the train and left him with a mule to ride. And uh, following that, uh, a reworking, a cover of Trampled Underfoot by New Orleans blues kid Son Little doing the uh, song from Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti. We then went to South Africa for Malathini and the Mahatello Queens, Stick to Your Roots. And sticking to your roots would take us to Naive Melody and or This Must Be the Place, covered there by Sean Colvin. She's sticking to her roots. We jumped to the first single from Green Day's 2009 album, 21st Century Breakdown. That was Know Your Enemy and Joey Ramone. 2002, his first and only official solo album, Don't Worry About Me reminding us it's a wonderful world. Thank you for joining me on the morning train today. I hope you will also join me and Slick and the Raz with the J.D. Buell Band at the Hemlock January 23rd. And until I run into you again there or you join me here on the air, make it a great day for someone. insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts you won't want to miss a thing what if i can't be at every show don't worry all shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart podcast god i can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart you too won't want to miss a bit of the mutiny radio comedy festival from march 2nd through 6th 2016 buy tickets now Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. 
$5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm Oh, my God. 
we're relatively on time this week. Yeah, that happened. Uh, despite the craziness. <laughs> yeah. The East Coast is currently snowed in at the moment. Good. New York City in particular. It makes me happy that I live in California. <laughs> in the West. Right? West California, too. Yeah. Whoa. So hopefully Whoa. hopefully people weren't planning any East Coast trips right about now. <laughs> I heard uh, about nine, 900, 9,000, 900. Flights? Flights got canceled. That's crazy. So, yeah, there's no, no getting out, no getting in. And that's why it makes sense for certain months of the year just to avoid Flying. traveling, you know, north or where it's a colder climate. I remember when, um, a few years back, when that volcano in Iceland was, like, mm-hmm. doing that, like, it was acting up and it was just delaying flights all over the mm. east coast for some reason too like it was just that bad this was recently like two or three years yeah, ago right? yeah it was a few years ago I just remember like that was pretty hectic too. they couldn't it travel reminds me of that. people wasn't. like from the UK that had tours planned over here like I think mm-hmm. Gary Newman was planning on coming here and he had to cancel or he had to delay his flights over here right and that affected a lot of people who travel for work I'm sure yeah that's a bummer it had a really long name. <laughs> the volcano. Yeah. No, yeah. I d- when you said Denmark, I was like... or gr- Iceland. Was Iceland. Greenland. Iceland. Oh, Iceland. <laughs> Sorry. Iceland. Iceland. I was like, it's in that general area. Somewhere. Yeah, it has an Icelandic name. Oh. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful language. There's apparently, I don't know if you've heard, there's a new airline called Wow. Oh, yeah. I saw it. And it would have like a $100 or $90 trip Something to crazy. Iceland, right? Yeah. But you had to find a way back. That was the catch. Like, it was, it was a round mean? trip. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's only a one-way flight? Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> I didn't see that part of it. If I were, like, rubbing elbows with Bjork or Sigurosa, I'd just be like, I'm down. I got somebody to stay with up there. <laughs> but, uh, that's not the situation. It's a one-way situation. <laughs> I'd want it to be a one-way situation. The only way. That's the way to go over yeah. there. You gotta meet those people. Yes. Oh, meet the right people here. at the right entr- <laughs> <laughs> Our guests are breaking In the meantime, I will read a new story. It's actually not a new story, but more of an announcement. Uh, Sting and Peter Gabriel announced joint North American tour. This is out of Stereo Gum. Uh, Sting and Peter Gabriel are two of the old gods of ambitious, searching, prog-inclined 80s pop. The two English gentlemen toured together in late 80s for Amnesty International, and they're about to hit the road together again this summer and playing some of North America's finest hockey arenas and what they're calling the Rock, Paper, Scissors Tour. The two still um, will sing a lot of duets on the tour, and they say that they're planning to play the hits. They also say that the main point of the tour is to have fun, which is nice. In a video promoting the show, we see the two of them talking about how much they like each other, rehearsing a bit of Gabriel's Shock the Monkey at Gabriel's own real-world studio. Below, watch the video and check out the tour dates. And again, they will be playing all over the U.S., um, at places such as Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, New York, New York, and Madison Square Garden. Um, a few places in Canada, uh, Milwaukee, San Jose at the Sap Center is closest to us, uh, Lake Tahoe at Harvey's, uh, the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, and Key Arena in Seattle, Washington. 
So we are considering somehow getting uh, our asses all the way up to, or down to San Jose. Get your asses on the floor. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, apparently this is, uh, they're going to do, 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 they were going to be duetting their hits and they're going to play most of their hits. Uh-huh. So I think it's worth it. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned about the price. Yeah, that would be the only concern. That's going to be the <laughs> kicker for us. But at the same time, um, you never know. We might uh, just charge it on our credit cards and have the time of our lives. Not worry there about it. Mid future, HI and Crystal worry about it. <laughs> 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 like <you> fake laugh. Well, that's pretty exciting. That's definitely something out of the ordinary. Yeah, so very excited. Well, I just uh, lugged this stand-up bass from from over there to here without dropping it. Congratulations! I congratulate you. So I am very proud. And we're Jim. That's all that Jim and you've been doing. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Audra from the Good Bad is uh, looking for a parking spot at the moment, but she will be here momentarily. So we're very excited to have her. And a sta- we haven't had a stand-up bass in quite a while since. Uh, the, the creek? creek and that was three years ago yeah <laughs> more than much. three years ago right <laughs> yeah, three or four years ago <coughs> a long time ago back in the good old days well i still think we're doing pretty well so i guess it's still the good old days if you think about it <laughs> and let's see the latest version of the enemy everyone's still talking about david bowie it hasn't even been two weeks yet we're still mourning we're still mourning. Um, I still thought about him while I was going apeshit in Vegas. Um, I can't stand, as you know, I can't stand certain kinds of, of music, but um, in my head I can play whatever song I want. Yeah. So this guy um, comes to mind, and people are still talking about him. Ground Control to David Bowie. Two weeks on from the great man's death, the tributes keep on coming. Kate Bush said he was intelligent, imaginative, brave, charismatic, cool, sexy, and truly inspirational. He created such staggeringly brilliant work, but so much of it, and it was so good. Who else has left a mark like this? No one. Uh, Jarvis Cocker said Bowie made people feel that it was all right to be a bit different and to try things out. Uh, Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire said, David Bowie created the world that made it possible for our band to exist and welcomed us into it with grace and warmth, a true artist even in his passing. Damon Alburn said, he had such a profound effect on my life, I don't know where to start. Courtney Love said, farewell, Major Tom, there are no words. Rest in peace, David, another hero remembered. Uh, Grace Jones said he was a master of theater within popular music. He will be missed. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he said, I can never express in words how you'll continue to inspire me. Thank you for That's showing. That's kind of surprising. Thank you for showing a pimple-faced, curly-mopped kid that different was the thing to be. A genius for the ages and the ages to come. And Alex Turner said, he's in the DNA of every record I've made. To some extent, he's been built in for a long time. And Grimes said, rest in peace to the great late King B, without whom none of us would exist. And then Queens Queens of the Stone Age, see you in Valhalla, Black Star. (laughs) Those are all cute. (laughs) I know. Um... 
and we went to a cafe, ritual cafe today, and um, of course everybody was dressed as a different era, David Bowie. That was really nice. Even after two weeks, that was really nice to see. Yeah, it was kind of, it was unexpected, right? It was. I didn't expect to see that, obviously. (laughs) Even last week, I would have not expected to see that. But uh, maybe in New York. Um, Mm -hmm. That was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I have Jack White, Pearl Jam, Big Sean, uh, Meek Mill, um, support Flint residents during water crisis. Michigan City, ailing from poison water, gets some assistance from high-profile musicians. Jack, uh, actually, uh, right now the the city of Flint, Michigan, is going through a water crisis. High lead levels have been found in the city's water supply. President Barack Obama has declared a state of emergency in the city, and government Rick Snyder is expected to testify before Congress about the crisis. Several high-profile musicians are offering financial assistance to the city of res- uh, city's residents. Jack White's Third Man Records have started a water drive for Flint. They're raising money through Crowd Rice, and every $13 donation enters you into the chance to become a Third Man Platinum Vault subscriber for five years. Platinum members receive exclusive records and merchandise, live chats with White, and more. Oh my God! I might do that. Uh, <laughs> 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 Come have to, to think pay thirteen dollars <laughs> at their new Detroit f- uh, storefront. They're also accepting donations from a chance to win their limited edition Hateful Eight soundtrack box set. Oh, I didn't know he did the soundtrack. Um, Pearl Jam have also started a crowd rise campaign, and what's more, they pledged to donate three hundred thousand for the United Way of Genesee County Flint Water Fund. Uh, Big Sean has also supported a crowd rise from a uh, fundraising effort and needed $10,000 through his nonprofit and Sean Anderson Foundation, quoting, I am devastated by the water crisis, but that has put the entire city of Flint in a state of emergency. Um, and it is my hope that they can help, they can be helped by raising money needed to ensure that the children who have been hit by the hardest receive the care they need today as well as in the future. Uh, McMeal reported made a donation to the Flint Child Health and Development Fund. He also sent 600,000 bottles of water to the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan and encouraged his Instagram nemesis, 50 Cent, to help out as well. Uh, Shira sent over 180 bottles, uh, 80,000 bottles of water to the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan. She has been very vocal about how Governor Snyder should resign and be jailed. That was it. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. I like how rappers getting involved and calling each other out to, to donate money. You <laughs> gotta do it, yo. <laughs> like that? Do it positively. Do I it, guess. yo. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk shit about how much money you have, okay. Put your money with your mouth. Shell it out. Yeah. You know? Just donate it. <laughs> <laughs> just put it where it matters. Yeah, for exactly. Once. Don't just throw it in the air. Give it to people who can actually use it for yeah. something good. Well, that's that's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do something meaningful with your bling and your... Okay, <laughs> we can't. We can't pull okay. it over too late. Yeah, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the good bad is here, and we're really excited to have them. Thanks. Great. And um, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Great. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves and why you're here tonight? Sure. Uh, we're here tonight just to generally get the word out about us. We've been around the city for a long time. We've played as a, a couple of different bands. Um, most recently, the Neckbeard Boys. And 
about a year ago we changed our name to the Good Bad and we're kind of hitting the trail pretty hard playing some high energy bluegrass music. Right on. Yeah. And um, have you played that type of music consistently or have you changed? Yeah, the previous bands were all, or the previous carnations, incarnations. Carnation is a flower. <laughs> Carnation it's milk. It's yeah. a filler flower. <laughs> it used to be flowers. Now we're musicians. Um, yeah, it's all been this kind of raucous drinking music. <laughs> right on, and we encourage that. Yeah. By the way, Radio loves that. <laughs> good company, though. <laughs> That's good. And you guys are going to be playing a show down the street at. Yeah, we're playing tonight at Amnesia. Amnesia. Yeah. Right. Um, actually, Audra here, the bass player, and I, um, we are going to be playing in all three of the bands. Oh that wow! Are tonight. Right. That's insane. So we're doing a heavy workload. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be uh, we're prepared. We're each only in two, but yeah. together okay. we straddle the three. Not to brag or anything. No. <laughs> but then you have a bigger chance of making a, a buck. I yeah, guess that so. helps. Like that. But here in the city, especially here in the city, it's it's less about making money for us and more about it's, just yeah. kind of having a party with our friends. You know, we're lucky enough that. Our fans are our friends, and they come and support us. So that's awesome. And who else are you going to be playing with tonight? Uh, there's a band called Mean Louise that Audra is in, and a band called Twine House that I'll be playing the bass in. Mm -hmm. And then the Good Bad will be headlining. We go on around 10 o'clock, 10:30. Right on. Mm -hmm. And um, is Amnesia one of your favorite venues to play at in the city, or what do you? It definitely is. It's been. I've been here for 12 years or so, and it's Congrats. always been a. a kind of a staple of the community, especially right. the bluegrassy kind of music. Mm -hmm. um, it's always been very supportive of that, so it's, it's great for us to go there and play. We've played there before several times, and we just always have a great night there. That's awesome. And what is the cover charge, if there's one? $10. $10. Not That's news bad. news to me. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have to I pay. I have to check with the worry. pressure. Hence, you're not a solo artist. You're an actual <laughs> Right, <artist>. exactly. <laughs> remember the band needs each other. <laughs> And where can people find out more about your band online? Well, we're on Facebook. That's probably the most constantly updated version of ourselves. Uh, we also are on Reverb Nation, and uh, we have our own website. Yeah, uh, thegoodbadmusic.com is our website. Mm -hmm. We're on Spotify. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah so I have to check you. CD, baby. We're all over the place. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. And would you say most of your listening audience is based here in the Bay Area? or do you It is, yeah. We've been touring around a little bit, but the majority of our fan base is, is here. You know, we spend a lot of time here in home court, and uh, it's nice. <laughs> that's great. We are a little spread out, though. I have mm -hmm. uh, a decent chunk of fan base up in New England. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah um, I could see that. It's where I'm from, so they... There you go. Hello. The family spreads the word, and they come out, and they come to the shows. It's fun. It's fun. New England, wh where in particular? I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right outside of Cape Cod. Okay. When we started the band, everyone in the band was from California, and they were all surfers. And then there was <laughs> me from Massachusetts, and I had never surfed before in my life. It was a real funny dynamic. <laughs> they'd all, we'd go down to Santa Cruz to play a show, and they'd just have their eyes on the ocean the whole time. Right, like, when's this going to be over? Yeah, then? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Distractions. Mm -hmm. But then it's also good to have that kind of difference, right? Uh, bouncing off of each other, your, your oh, influences. It so. makes a big difference in, in songwriting, especially. Uh, you find, like, they wrote with a, a very West Coast style, mm -hmm. and I wrote a little bit more, especially lyrically, more like I talk, a little bit faster, a little bit more uh, edgy. edgy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where, wh who would you say are your musical influences? 
They're pretty wide-ranging. I know myself personally, when we started this project, it was very much about the Double Mix 3. It was very much that kind of like almost a punk attitude with, with bluegrass instrumentation, mm -hmm. you know, still like a real lively, high-energy shell. Um, and darker. Yeah, a little bit darker. And as we've played more and more, it's grown more into a broader bluegrass, more like uh, like Bella Fleck a little bit. And, uh, I certainly like listening to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but because we do such vocal work, we do a lot of mm -hmm. three, four-part vocal harmonies, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of influences that come from the vocal world as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, where do you guys see yourself in the next year? What are some uh, projects that you're working on? Well, the big deal for us in the next year is, is touring outside of the state. Uh, we're spending a lot of time up in Oregon. Uh, we're trying to get up to Washington, over to Montana. Mm -hmm. um, we'd really love to be playing in some of the, you know, the festivals, like there's so many awesome festivals here. Hardly, stri hardly strictly. We have been trying to get into hardly strictly oh, for years. For six I years, couldn't picture you guys there. Party, and we have such a great time. And actually, I know with Aaron, that's <laughs> Aaron is the, the guy from player. up the street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and I, this band really kind of formed because of hardly strictly, and so we would just love to play it, but. Keep trying. Someday. Someday. We're Don't give trying. up. Anyone out there with Harley oh. Strictly? Give us a call. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> They're big fans of the show. Ah, oh, cool. But yeah, we were just thinking, or we were talking about the last time we had a stand-up bass was another local bluegrass band called The Creek. Oh yeah, we know The Creek. And that was a couple of years ago. We we're like, what's no, the last time? I haven't heard from them in a while, actually. Are they yeah. still? Yeah, I haven't either. Hmm. They were a huge record, or it was like a Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. I remember that. But yeah, um, Hardly Strictly has really been picking up the past couple of years, like outside lens, but... Yeah, I think once they, uh, it seems like uh, when Warren, like all of those kind of the old guards started passing away, you saw it started getting a little bit more eclectic with their music choices and a mm -hmm. little bit bringing in bigger and bigger people. Right, but there's still room for the little guys. Right. But you guys aren't so little anymore. You're growing. We're growing. Is that right? That's <laughs> 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 good analogy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still thinking about it. I don't know. It'd be nice. That, that, that festival, they give lo like smaller groups like a chance yeah. to be seen, which I guess I'm very new to this group, but I guess that's probably what the goal would be to like somehow get the, someone to help us out and be like, can you put us in, you know, getting on the right state, you know, that's what part of that festival is all about, I think. Getting that exposure, the initial exposure, rather, to a new audience or, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who's going to take you to the next level too, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. That's going to happen. <laughs> I like your positivity. So I'd love to hear a song by you guys. Um, do you want me to start maybe with a track off of Spotify or... I'll totally leave it up to you guys. What you, um, think? you could do that if you'd like, or we could just grab the instruments and play one for you if you'd rather. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Because okay. I love hearing bluegrass right live. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, let's grab the instruments, guys. Oh, we'll set no. up right here. I opened them all up. All right. And someone's ready to go. <laughs> We're prepared. We try. Well, there's, when there's so many of us in the band, like yeah. it's easy to prepare. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it all here at Mutiny Radio. I'm trying to queue up. Oh, I see. I was going to queue up a song, but maybe sure. not. Yeah. Maybe not. I have a CD on if you I did make a playlist. Oh, okay. 
But look, see? We're, we're quick and easy. <laughs> That's what I love. I mean, we don't, usually we get that, but not normally. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Usually, but not normally. <laughs> <laughs> what is normal anyway? Right. Oh, look at that. I didn't see that before. What? On the up above panel. They've been, there. They've been really? there for a few weeks now. There. I didn't notice it. <laughs> I only see that because I kept knocking into it. Knocking it over. Just give us a second yeah. to tune up here. Take your time. It's an old, the old musician's quandary. <laughs> People who actually tune their instruments. You could play a song while they tune up. But I like it. We can hear it. This is a song called Tuning. All right. Well, this is the good, bad, and stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Little spare change?
Is there any way I can play that song when somebody asks me for spare change? That's a big part of it. She lives in downtown, so that's yeah. happens a lot. There's a lot of homeless people yeah. around. Yeah, I live right on uh, 14th and Minna, and I, I wrote that song pretty much walking down the street one day. That's how the chorus <laughs> came up. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Living that life. Mm-hmm. And that's great. <laughs> is that song um, available on an album or for download? It is. That's off of our, uh, our most recent release, um, which we pretentiously self-titled. <laughs> we thought we were so good well, that we, we could just self-title it. We came to a stalemate. Nobody could agree <laughs> okay. on, the, on, the things, on the name of the album, so we're just like, well... Just time right now. Yeah, yeah. Time right now. We're like, okay, we it's self-titled. <laughs> so yeah, that one's called The Good Bad, and I think the easiest way to purchase it is on CD Baby. Oh yeah, that's a that's an oldie but a goodie. That's been I mean it's been, right, around, it's been around for a long, for a long time. time. I kind of forgot about it until Otter, the bass player here. Uh, and how up. much of a cut do you get? If you don't mind me asking. I don't remember right offhand, but it's like 85 or something percent. Oh wow. That's not bad. That's wow, pretty that's pretty generous. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's worth it. And um, tell us a little bit more about the instrumentation. Is this w- pretty much standard for this most songs? This is pretty songs? standard. Or Oftentimes we'll have a fiddle player with us. Um, we don't like to change up too much uh, the overall instrumentation on songs. Um, we do some slide guitar work, which, which comes through on the new album a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we've got Aaron on the mandolin, Audra on the bass, and Peter on the banjo, and I'm on the guitar here. Um, and when we have the fiddle player with us, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, he couldn't make it in time for the radio show, but he'll be here at Amnesia this evening. Right on. And what uh, what time does the good bad go on? I think 10.30 is what we're slotted for. 10.30. But in the nature of live music, we'll probably go on at 10.45 or 11. <laughs> or just keep you drinking at the bar. Yeah, and you, never <laughs> you never know. It's true. You might go in on nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happened to us once. We went there, and uh, we were booked for the... We were booked at 9, o- nine o'clock, 10 o'clock? What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were booked at 9, so all of our fans showed up at 9, and then the venue changed on us at the last minute oh, and shoot. asked us to go on at midnight. Oh, and shoot. And it was a Tuesday night. Uh, so that's like, the word. You lost your fan base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's when uh, the venue doesn't expect you. Have you ever done that before? Oh, no. no. And the venue's like, who are you? Like, oh, man. You guys are tonight? And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. This is such a tough conversation. <laughs> That's interesting. What's what's the craziest interaction you've had at a venue, or like, what's the most memorable thing? Oh, I don't think. Event? I think mine's probably too explicit for the radio. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> and that involves a, a gig out in um, out in Sacramento. Ah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> can already see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to leave that one behind. Just Everyone from SAG is so mad right now after that comment. <laughs> oh, They're like, I'm not listening to this station ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come up with the name of, for the group? Some pe- When I was telling people promoting you guys for the show, they're like, the good bad, the good bad. <laughs> they were curious about the name. Yeah, so. uh, I think... Um, <laughs> The impetus behind that one was on Aaron. Uh, Aaron and I used to work together, and uh, we were sitting down at the, the coffee table in the in the break room, and trying to come up with a new name. You know, being the Neckbeard Boys for so long, we just were struggling to find a new name. And uh, I don't remember exactly well, how you came it, up with it. Well, them. initially it was going to be Uncle Dad and the Good. Oh, Dad. Uncle Dad, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like. Yeah, no. Uncle Dad, <laughs> Uncle Dad. <laughs> 
I feel about this. So, <laughs> I don't know where this conversation's <laughs> going. <laughs> so there's a reason we didn't include <laughs> the Uncle Tad part. The reason why we left that part out. Yeah. Our story. Oh so we're God. like, yeah, let's just let's go with the good bad. That's got a nice ring to it, you know? And uh, so there you go. So because <laughs> it rhymed with Uncle Dad. Well, yeah, it was either that yeah. or the firm worms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea that the other options were being considered. I did have a conversation earlier today where someone, it, it came up, there's bad can be used in a, in a the good sense, like Michael Jackson or whatever. Right. So Who's bad? There's the bad oh, bad, and then there's the good, the good bad. bad, and we're that. Oh. There you go. Okay. Just tell everyone that. The light works yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally mixed. Got it. <laughs> Nice. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> and how did you guys initially meet? So you guys worked together? Yeah, Aaron and I worked together. Um, Craigslist. Craigslist, yeah. <laughs> both, both Isn't it amazing? The best things come from Craigslist. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> people get murdered on there, too. But. You know, uh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I've, uh, the weirdest Craigslist <laughs> thing I ever did was actually not joining this band. It was... Uh, I did a ride share to Alaska, and the first time I oh, met the wow. guy was getting in his car in Berkeley to drive to Alaska together. Oh, and seven days later, we were like best friends. Oh, oh, that's like crazy. A, like a I love it. Dude in a small car. That's a different. That's another situation. Well, there was so an artist here that had like they had a, like an expo here mm -hmm. at our art space, and they she met her husband through Craigslist. Oh, oh that's right. Oh. Yeah, David. Back in the that. day, though, back when they first started. Oh, yeah. When it was legit. When it was still, like, when Craig was still on the This looks legit. That looks okay. That's super crazy. But um, I'd love to hear another song. Yeah, all right. How about, um, what do you guys think? Whiskey Devil or Joshua? Oh, yeah. Or? Either or. Pick one. Whiskey uh, Devil whiskey. or Joshua. The whiskey one. I will. <laughs> the name itself. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Sure, this is a really old song. It's it's um, one of the first songs we wrote, for sure. Luke Filbert, you're listening? <laughs> <laughs> Luke knows what's up. Um, it's about whiskey. All right, here we go.
again let me guess you're a repeat offender the second time the third time fourth time <laughs> do you have any other shows coming up besides the one tonight we do yeah um let's see next weekend we're playing in tahoe at squaw in squaw village Chopping up classics like Sondheim on Alzheimer's. God through a dog's eye. 
Every rap is a ransom note from the mind of a small child Rhyming for an eye, a tooth for a dentist Post five called the Heimer Bentley with bricks in it Prevent me They richer than Nixon and fixing and Nixon Me mixing the remedy No protect the contemporary Samuel L. Becker rewriting the endgame manifested from memory Leaving marks on history We all call to assembly I must be me Free speech, fuck TV We live and experiment Tuskegee, Russ Cleaning, Breezy, WD World domination, my brothers and me Plus 40s, just three please Leo plus Breezy, thus green leaves An untold consortium of warlocks Concocting war plots from my second floor block With the doors locked, completely unseen deep With the ocean floors hot So once going the volcano is done sleeping Take a with me and never trust any half me. Ooh, I truly studied it in certain MCs. Me and my Kaim scheme, I was never been deep. Rodney ever seen me. Wonderful blunder and fool breathing and heaving ecstatic extra. I'm a shit. Put it lame as lame men become able. I sit down to the table, break the bread. Spread fables, tales of old off the halo, relinquish ego from peace. And know within the chest, I grin. Now watch me into it with dimension before picking up hip hop. Even the pin, you see the rich with this division, still apparent in skin. Magic, my friend, they live, find it written in rhythm, a tongue tip in the wind. Still currents, they do my bidding, only thunderclubs catch my wind. When sky comprehend, there is no end. So press begin, rewind, there is no end. So press begin, rewind, there is no end. Citizens living as dissidents, Firestone slash Michigan and gimmicks and bickering. No innocence, doom is mad imminent. True to the crew, to the snooze, that's infinite. Who? Bring the impotent to the studio, to the pride, the little one. They said the Indian's gone. Is that why I sing this song? District born, but singing a fan. Columbus got lost, we lies on the land. Twisted thorns that Workshop and today will be some semblance of joke workshop. Your host is Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Pancake and Jonathan's hanging out. We're gonna have some calls. We have some scheduled calls coming in. We have Shane Kenny and Aaron Lewis, also Elizabeth Stanton from British Columbia and Jen Perez. Yeah. All scheduled to call in. We're gonna talk for 15 minutes, tell jokes, take notes, see what they wanna. If they're working on stuff or not, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's the plan. The phone number is 415-550-0511. Uh, you can give us a call after 705. We're going to get through all of our comedians. If you hear beep, beep in the background, that's because somebody is calling. We, we don't have call waiting on our landline here at mutinyradio.fm. But we do have a landline. 
So in the coming apocalypse, that's something to note, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you can call always call us. Uh, phone tree. Five five zero zero five one one. What fun tree? What's a fun tree? A phone tree. Oh, a phone tree. Yeah, so we can relay information to people, um, and we usually if there's an emergency, we have to like call outside of the state because all the circuits in in here will be busy. Mm. So call out state and have someone that we can re- rely uh, rely on to pick up a phone and then relay information and then have that person be uh, ready to receive other phone calls and give information to people who are calling them. Because the internet's going to go down? Everything, <laughs> everything, everything. Phones are different, though. And All if right, the electricity yeah. goes out, we still have phones. All right, 415-550-0511. That's happening. Uh, th- uh, throughout the entire background here today, I'm just going to be... Uh, there it is. Just Bob Marley playing on a forever loop. Don't worry about a thing. Three little birds. But be prepared. Yeah, I mean, be prepared. But don't worry. Be prepared. I mean... This is this is uh, this has been an, a really great time for me. I mean, uh, you know, I've been I've been dealing with some issues of anorexia, and what a time to be anorexic, you know, during the apocalypse when <laughs> you don't have access to food anyway. Ha <laughs> ha! Look at that! <laughs> I win. I'll just keep getting thinner. I'm like, God, I look great in the apocalypse. I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm. I had two hard-boiled eggs today. I'm doing good, and a couple pieces of delicious cheese candy. Shout out to J W Blunt who um, brought me some candy. So I uh, love C's candy. So good. Also, he has a show here on Fridays, 4 to 6. Uh, J.W. Megawig works for C's candy. Good guy. C's candy is uh, expanding, yeah. or they were. Well, it's a San Francisco-based company from back in the turn of the century. Yeah. Great stuff. I love candy. Love candy. What about ice cream? It's it's. Yeah, it's it's are good. I mean, I'm I'm down. I I think years ago that I was more my game were, were the it's it's, um, but I might have it's it myself out of the game. Like I might have eaten too many it's it's oh. because I was like, that was one of my main s- food sources for a while was it's it's. Oh, not moon pie. No, 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 no. I mean, I like I really enjoy um, uh, marshmallow though. Oh, sorry, can I have some headphones? You have to put headphones on for when people call if you want to. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm from Southern California, so they were kind of a thing, I guess. People n- knew about them, and people were like, "Oh yeah, my cousin smoked one." Have you ever heard of it's it's? I'm like, sounds weird because there's two it's in it. <laughs> but um, then coming up here, it's just yeah, like Pam said, I maybe overate them because it was. I might so have overeaten them. Yeah. Overeaten them. Yeah, it's so good. It's it could be a breakfast. It could be the a lunch. The cappuccino, <laughs> though, is, is probably, I say, their best flavor. No, but I can't, you know, I can't taste them anymore, so that's another reason why. Ice cream just doesn't do it for me anymore as uh, much. Oh, there we go. That's got to be shamed. Thank God we were a few minutes away. Okay, here we go. Hey, Shane. What's going on, Pat? All right, right on time. Thanks for calling into the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for doing this. So do you, um... Oops, sorry, that was that was a little bit squeaky. Um, do you have any new material you've been working on? So much new material. So glad you asked. Um, so you gotta get your face really close to the phone, other to I the speaker. There you go. I have it like next to my mouth. I don't, I 
Yeah. There you go. Is that better? No, not, but keep trying. I mean, kind of, but it's just not that loud. Try again. Here, I took there it off. There you go. Now we're cooking cool. with grease. All right. Cool. Let me know when to Yeah, start, start. it up. Cool. Awesome doing this. Now I can actually imagine my audience in their underwear and I know they're actually in their underwear. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this is Nolly. What's been going on? Uh, on a lighter note, I learned that animals can get intoxicated. If not from the same things that intoxicate us. Like, dolphins can get high by huffing pufferfish, and, like, bears can get drunk from drinking too much honey. Which means, you know, bears have had this conversation, like, Yogi, what, what happened to Smokey? Oh, uh, he drank 20 honeycombs last night. Smokey got so drunk, he started a fire. Woof. At least I can, like, pretend my everyone's laughing hysterically. This is... Uh, so my older brothers beat the crap out of me growing up, and one time my big brothers beat me up so bad, I don't remember what I did to piss them off. They beat a memory out of me. I've been in mosh pits, car accidents, fistfights. All that I remember was clarity. I don't know how hard or repeatedly you have to hit a person to remove a memory, but my brothers are pioneers in punching and kicking and wherever the else they slammed my skull. So... else. I learned recently that the scientific term for male stupidity is testosterone poisoning. Testosterone poisoning. Like, I was relieved to hear that because all the time I thought I was an idiot. It turns out I've been dealing with a severe case of poisoning my whole life. It was not understood until now, so at least I'm getting to the bottom of, you know, all these blackout drunk drinkingness and all these shenanigans I keep finding myself in the middle of. So, uh, I wish I were bisexual. I really do. It looks like a lot of fun. Like, to put this in video game terms, being straight feels like I'm playing Team Deathmatch. At best, I can hit half the map. You know, if I'm lucky. But being bisexual is like playing free-for-all. The map is wide open. If you got enough skill and everyone's consenting, you could walk into a bar and be like, I'm going to fuck everyone here. I'm feeling it. Let's do this. So speaking of fucking, uh, Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A apparently donated $2 million to anti-LGBT um, groups, which is hilarious because Chick-fil-A's entire business platform is built on people putting cocks in their mouth and swallowing. It's like, you'd think they'd be more supportive of the gay community, considering <laughs> what the company is founded upon. Just let me know when I'm out of time. Oh, uh, how about two more jokes? Cool. So, during this crisis, we've all come to think about our intelligence and what we're dependent on. Do you ever think about how far society would get if you were the smartest person around? Like, you're the Elon Musk of Earth. How... Do we have, like, flying cars or what? Like, I'm constantly thankful there's geniuses who are making cool stuff for us to enjoy because if I were the smartest person in the tribe, 
we would all know where the G-spot is, but once we discover psychedelics and the G-spot, we are no longer progressing. We're all going to feel great and have some cool stories, but nothing to write them down with or make them into shows. So, uh, last joke, uh, I think this pandemic is going to create a new subspecies of bros and jocks that are super hygiene conscientious. Because this pandemic shut down sports and the gym. This is like Armageddon for testosterone. Like the same guys who buy Bud Light and protein powder are after this are going to have hand sanitizer on their feet. Because you know some dude after this is going to be like, Chad, we, we can't risk losing sports to the gym again. I was just punching the wall and jerking off all day. And Brad's going to be like, dude, I was just reading a book. I don't <laughs> so thank you for the time. I I'm taking all the silent laughter and I wrote down some comments. I wrote down I wrote down some comments for you, uh, Shane. So let's. Uh, so first, uh, bears can get drunk off honey. I like where you're going with it, but I I want like a scientific reason why. Like you just kind all of right. mentioned in passing that the animals are getting drunk off something else, but then you didn't. But it wasn't alcohol, and you didn't say why. Just like one line of a reason, scientifically why, or whatever. Um, the brothers beating the shit out of each other, and then into testosterone poisoning. I feel like that needs to be one joke. Like, okay. um, there's testosterone poisoning within your family because of genetics or something. I would take, I would take those jokes and look for the look for. Rather than it being two separate things, try to meld it together as one. Uh, and then at the end, I would also call that back because you talk about how they were you were they're closing the workout gyms and oh my god, what are you going to do? There's going to be testosterone poisoning. There's going to be the opposite of you know something about like what are my brothers going to what are people going to do? They're going to have to go home and beat up their family or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, bring it back to the brother thing. Thank you. Yeah, so I would take. I would take all that beating, and then also, I mean, if you're going to talk about beating each other up, you sort of have, like, a beat-off joke right there. You're kind of, like, setting yourself up for a dick joke. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you said beating a lot. And um, so the I wish I was by thing, for me, it didn't pan out only because I didn't, I don't play video games, so I didn't know your yeah. references, like Deathmatch and... Um, whatever the other thing was, free fall or something. But the funny part in that was if you have the line, this is a great line, if you have enough skill and consent, that line is gold. If you have enough skill and consent, you can do anything you want. So that, out of the whole thing you did, that was where I, I thought the funny really was on the line. If you have enough skill and consent, boom. Um, the Chick-fil-A is hilarious. I would just say Chick-fil-A's entire business is or uh, even less words, but swallowing cock is you don't okay, have you don't have to do. Yeah. You could just cut the chaff, right? So you're like Chick Fil A's business plan is based off swallowing cocks, you know, something like that. Just quick, but yeah. the, I, you had the perfect idea there. Um, that's it. That those are the notes I took. What do you think? Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been so you've been writing you've been writing a lot this week. I've been writing. Not just stand-up, I'm doing a quarantine day journal, I'm working on my fiction book, and then recording music. So I've been pumping out work. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking advantage. What's your, what's your fiction book about? 
Um, having studied climate change and read a lot of cool stuff on like human psychology and being a history nerd, I wanted to just in my own for my own curiosity see what's the United States going to look like 200 years after we don't solve climate change. After so, what? After what about climate change? Like so, essentially, the premise of the book is we didn't address climate change fast oh, enough. Oh, okay. So farmland became unusable. Cities were a couple cities sank, and it's really 200 years in the future seeing like what's the U.S. look like? What cities are still around? Who's surviving? What diseases became airborne because of? Who's your main character? Um, my main character is a scavenger from like a community of farmers. Who's his job is just like, hey, can you go find some supplies we need in the ruins of a city, get some food, don't die, and he's going out on a run when these rich people who abandoned Earth because it got too scary because the poor were killing them, their descendants have been living in space the whole time, uh-huh. and the space station starts to break down. So the story picks up when these descendants of rich people who have no idea the Earth is complete shit now are relying on these farming communities to keep them safe from other groups of farmers and Native Americans who all want them dead. Oh, so the rich people have to get out of space because space is no longer habitable. Yeah, but essentially the poor got so mad at the rich, they some of them just started boondock saint style murdering the rich. Sure, makes and sense. Jeff Bezos is building a, planning on building a space station, so I thought, Worst comes to worst, he's got a backup plan. Well, but that's the thing is if they're in the space station, they still are relying on Earth unless they have replicators for food. So, like, you, oh, you yeah, get into the place of, like, are you in reality? I mean, oh, obviously no, you're not in reality I'm because you're in dystopian t- future 200 years and stuff. But because if, if you if you were a rich person at a space station, you're still reliant upon the Earth to be able to get supplies unless there's a new it's a way to – self-sustaining space station. Like, there's – I, like, there's ways of growing plants. And, oh, okay. You so know, they're self-sufficient and they're in space. Then why do they have yeah. to deal with the people on Earth at all? Because after 200 years, any – just the way our engineers are – how things are engineered today, they don't tend to survive beyond oh. 200 years without replacement or repair. So the entropy and of the space station – like you basically, you're, you're 200 years of entropy. It's time you need to get back. They, the rich people have to get back to Earth. They have to get some connection with Earth because they need to like replace some shit or. Yeah. So but you're gonna. They, but now they're in the aftermath of what their ancestors left behind. Right. So are you gonna somehow get the scavenger guy into space? No, he. The essentially the premise is all the people who are living in space now are eventually gonna have to come back to Earth, but Earth is in this deep tribal faction system where it's the two groups that survived were indigenous people and farmers and the refugees from cities and suburbs who were taken in by those two groups. So that's so then your your trouble is how do they get from space back down? Where do they land? Like is yeah, there any technology left for the like there's solar panels and some batteries, but it's like very limited. There's no more like fossil fuels. So it's also I wrote it kind of as a fuck you because I kept seeing all these horribly scientifically inaccurate dystopian things, and I was like, reality's scary enough. Just let me paint that picture for you. Sure, with the you know the and after the water wars really of twenty one twenty one. I'm trying to be as scientifically and historically accurate ninety nine percent of the time in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm but then again, 
scientific and historically accurate from what we know now in the past. I mean, you get to have fun with that whole 200 years in the, yeah, in the interim. Yeah, and that's why I gave myself that buffer of technology trends, fluctuations. I get to enough room to like play around with and be creative, but enough walls to act that force me to think in and outside of the box. And where's the love story? Um, the love story is the scavenger dude. He has to take along a plant and water expert who's like a young 20-something from his community mm. so he doesn't like starve to death or can still have water. And this dude meets one of the people from space who's a female and kind of, as they're both terrified and they're not used to this, him and her uh, have a little romance, but also the scavenger, one of his girlfriends was kidnapped a decade before and he's hooked up with all these indigenous women who he's met in his travels. So so he's he a player. He's he's slinging the pipe all oh over. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a threesome scene between his old girlfriend and his indigenous one and <laughs> uh, so there I, you go. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thanks Shane me. for telling us not only your new jokes but also uh, talking through your your cool novel, your dystopian yeah. future. That I, it's a great premise, and especially with your background, uh, with the yeah, green technology it's fun stuff. Yeah, because I get stuff. to incorporate everything: science, jokes, history. It's kind of a. It's Threesomes. fun to go beyond just the bit or the song and really explore stories and ideas in multi dimensions at once. Plot twist: There's a threesome. I knew there was going to be a threesome. I was like, it was like I was writing me. it. I'm like, I have to because you know, sex sells, and also right. Why not have a dystopian threesome? You gotta <laughs> slay the hog, baby. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, Shane Kenny. I know you've been a, a grand supporter here of Mutiny Radio in the past Sam, I salute week. You. And I really you appreciate inspire that. me, and I hope we'll make sure people tell stories of the brave DJs at Mutiny Radio. The brave DJs, right on. Well, that that it, that call right there behind you is Lizzie Stanton. Thanks so much. Thanks, Shane Kenny. Is that Lizzie Stanton? It is it indeed. Is perfect timing. We just had Shane Kenny. We heard the beep beep. You were exactly on time. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I was listening. Actually, I thought it was pretty funny. He was talking about his idea of a dystopian novel, and I'm like, um, I don't know if you've heard of this show, but it's called The 100, and it's actually filmed in Coquitlam uh, in D.C., and uh, it's it's a similar plot where they went up on a space station and it's been like a couple hundred years and now they have to go back to Earth and they send like a hundred like teenagers down there in order to like try and inhabit it because Hell it's like yeah. a nuclear active disaster. Well, teenagers too, they're the ones to send, those hooligans. They'll just like break everything and be like, fuck it. You know, that's so, they're, that's Well, they, like, they come across a bunch of like native people down there and everything and then, yeah, it's just like, it's just a similar concept though. I'm like, this there's so, so only so much parallel thinking, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's true too. I that's happened a lot to me in um in comedy where so there was this one time I was here running the board and there was a girl from Australia and she gets up on stage and she starts a joke and it was about the little mermaid and the things in her cave are dildos and I was like I have the exact it was almost the ex exact joke it was like look at this stuff isn't it neat wouldn't you think my collection's complete how many dildos does uh, you know I got thingamabobs I got 20 but who cares anyway so it was the same exact idea and she was from fucking Australia and I was like wow 
Okay, well. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. I no, mean, no, there's, only so That's why they many, call it there's only so many thoughts you can have, right? I mean, it's like it's like I do like a ton of like Jewish jokes. I'm like, how many people are going to think up like the same Holocaust puns as me? A billion. <laughs> <laughs> that might be your own market. <laughs> how many how many Holocaust puns does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Um, <laughs> so do you want to do some material? Do you want to talk? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I'd love to run through a little bit of material. Cool. Um, do your thing. I'll take notes and, um, you know, when, do like maybe, you know, five minutes of material and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll have conversation. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Okay, so, um, I, I don't know, people don't often give credit to China enough. Like, they've actually come up with a lot of things. Like, for example, they were the first ones to be dying of the coronavirus. And they were also the first ones to make noodles. So they invented pasta. But in both cases, the Italians perfected it. Oh, fuck! That is gold! Wow. Jesus Christ! Lizzie Stanton! Holy fucking shit! <laughs> Thank you. Oh my um, god! That is the best, most topical corona joke. Holy fuck! Thank you. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, I would personally like to apologize for this pandemic that's going on because I got banned from the United States and I'm Jewish so I'm pretty sure that I'm exactly like Moses because they fucked over another Jew and now a plague has hit <laughs> there's been massive outbreaks of coronavirus over in Kirkland Washington they're the originators of Costco people there have just been catching it in bulk it's okay, though. As soon as there's a cure, they'll be selling it wholesale. Now, say what you will, but I think that there is a cure for coronavirus. I agree with what Mike Pence did. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but whose prayers are we answering? I mean, today, I was in a Costco parking lot, and I couldn't find a space. There were too many people. And a guy cut me off. And I think to myself the same as everyone does when that happens. I think, God, why are there so many of these assholes? I wish there was just a massive plague that would wipe them all out. Thoughts and prayers. You know, say what you will, but I mean, like, I always like to think on the positive side. I try to think positive, so, like, whenever there's a massive disaster, like 9-11 or a mass shooting or people dying in a pandemic, I, I try and think positively. Like, did you know that the biggest fear that people actually have is dying alone? So if you can say anything for these disasters, at least nobody died alone. Now, I've actually heard that the British have been well prepared for the coronavirus outbreak. In fact, they even hired Julie Andrews to do a public service announcement. She's been heard singing on the BBC about what to do if you think you've contracted it. Oh, a spoonful of sugar makes the cyanide go down. The cyanide go down, the cyanide go down. I'm sorry, that might be a little bit dark, but I, I like my jokes the same as I like my dicks. Dark, dirty, and uncut. I think it was interesting, you were talking about The Little Mermaid. Uh, they, they recently, they recently re-released The Little Mermaid in live action. They actually hired a black girl to play the part of Ariel. And I personally am super offended. But not because I'm racist, but I'm sure that Disney is. 
Why were they so keen to throw another black person to the bottom of the ocean? I'm just saying, it's the 1800s and that was your first thought, Disney? And besides, they're taking away that role from a much worse off minority group. The gingers. They're pigmentally challenged. I mean, if anyone should be under the ocean, it should be gingers. They can't survive the sun's rays. I mean, with the ozone layer being depleted, pretty soon black people is all that's going to be left. I mean, pretty soon they're going to be having to put on white face in all the movies so that they can fill in the roles of the squares and bad dancers. I I, I feel bad for gingers. I, I've tried, tried my best to, to do a charitable deed. I, I, I went for an entire string of potato patties. I dated an entire line of Irishmen, and it seems it doesn't matter how big the Irish guy. They've all got to be leprechaun hiding in their pants. Oh, shit. That's punching down, baby. Wow. And since some of them are circumcised, it's kind of like leprechaun, too. Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> yeah, but you know what my buddy? He finger-banged an Irish girl. Now he's got a green thumb. I was terrified every time that I got my boyfriend. He was from Tipperary, and I was terrified every time that I got with him that I'd get pregnant. Because there's nothing worse than the idea of having unwanted tater tots. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big problem for me because, like, I don't, I don't use condoms. But I don't use condoms because I am an environmentalist. Condoms are made of latex, and they're not biodegradable. The babies I throw out are. <laughs> That's horrible, God. I would never throw out a baby. That's a waste of perfectly good protein. Now, look, I'm Jewish, and we're all economists, right? And I know that Tom Cruise will pay a, penny, pretty, fl a pretty penny in order to eat some baby placenta. So imagine how much he'd pay for the whole baby. Just saying, I got a market here. Lizzie's baby back ribs. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I can say this much. If I had a baby, it would be from an Irishman anyway, and so it wouldn't really matter because they're, they're all so stupid that it would be brain dead. In fact, it would be like a vegetable. So I could actually even make it a vegan meal. Yeah, I, I feel bad if this offends anyone, but, like, I mean, the point of comedy is to make the bitter things in life more palatable, right? I'd like to think of myself as, like, the pineapple juice to the world's cup. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's, that's about it. <laughs> Yay! Ending on a dick joke. Lizzie Stanton, hell yeah. Hey, that China-Italy jo joke at the top with the noodles is fucking fire. Um, Thank you. With the plagues, there were actually, you, you're a Jew, you know there was more than one plague. I feel like you can go through a few of those plagues, possibly. And even, like, at Costco, you can set one of the plagues. Like, it's raining frogs at Costco. Um, that Pence thoughts and prayers thing was great, that it all came back around and circled all the way around. It was great. I loved all that Costco material, especially since we're supposed to be social distancing and everyone's, like, super close to each other. Um you start talking about dying alone, and I was like, well, right now we all kind of are dying alone because of social distancing. We're more alone than ever, and maybe you can die on a Zoom group chat or something. Like, Actually, I was going to say that this, for me, has been the most social time in my entire life except with no physical attention, which means that it's exactly the same as my entire life has been. Exactly. 
<laughs> Lots of people to talk to, no one to talk to me. Exactly. I, I, I feel you, girl. Uh, I don't feel you. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> um, so uh, I felt like with the black, the black people and the water and the swimming, um, there's a couple things, a couple directions you can go. A, uh, there's a stereotype that black people can't swim. So mm-hmm. that's a good one to play off of because you already have a black mermaid and you're usually – there's a, like a trope that black people aren't good at swimming. Also oh, no, I know, I know. I got oh. that also. It was it was a play on to whole like, you know, like wasn't even that movie where like they threw all the black people in the bottom of the ocean. I don't, um, I don't know. I think they did that during Slay uh, Slavery on the Way Over. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. But yeah, they, they drowned a whole bunch of black people back in the 1800s, which is the same time as The Little Mermaid is set. So I like see where you're going. They tied they tied weights and they threw black people who were sick or whatever the slaves off the ships. Dear Lord, that that's wow. Well, okay, I didn't get your the maybe like one more line about history to lead. Yeah, I'm a history major, so I know that a lot of my jokes are a little bit highbrow and people are just like, she's racist. Right? No, but I, I just didn't get like I my brain started to go like, well, if you're going with, I was like, oh, black people aren't good at swimming, or but also that, um, their hair they get mad. They get mad about their if hair. If their hair gets wet. Girls, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was all just me being kind of hack. Uh, oh, so if the black people are going in white face, there might be a thing about zinc oxide there. You know how when you put the white stuff on your nose because it keeps the sun away from the mm-hmm. 80s, zinc oxide. Just that black people would be in white face because of the sunscreen. That's p- potential. Oh, um, and you said tater tots, and that's and that worked. Um and, you know, they're just – when you have leftover tater tots, they're cold and not crispy, and that's gross. <laughs> but that was really good. And I would even – with that abortion stuff, I think there's two direct – you went with the eating the children, but you can also go with um, stem cells, like uh, harvesting them for other strange things other than just the food that they could possibly sustain us with. But that I mean, I've got so many abortion jokes, it's actually somewhat terrifying, but <laughs> I, I – uh, I don't do well in front of very um, uh, right-wing crowds. <laughs> right. Hey, I have a bunch of abortions. I, hey, abortion's important for us to talk about, especially when our civil rights and, well, at least for us in the United States, our constitutional rights are starting to be revoked. And um, I, what happens with the, I mean, geez, what happens I- under martial law if you have to get an abortion? <laughs> where they go, no more abortions. And then you're like, now I have to have a baby? Like, what the fuck, man? I, mean, I, I, I actually think this is. I think it's interesting because I'm banned from the United States with half your population fucking dying off. Same over here. I'm just saying if I manage to survive this thing out, they should welcome me back with open arms. Absolutely. What are you, fertile? (laughs) (laughs) Come on over, Lizzie Stan. Are you fertile? Exactly. University-educated Jewish woman. I mean, if anything else, I mean, I should be controlling the country. I'm supposed to own your media. Right. You're supposed to control the weather, I think. That's one of the new things. She's a witch. She can control the weather. That was a thing today I was really excited because I found one of my old notebooks from like five years ago and I was like, oh shit, there's a bunch of jokes that I don't, I didn't even remember that I used to do. And so now I'm really excited because I have a bunch of old jokes that I can redo and make new again. I'm just like, this, this time, this time in the house has only proved like a creative boon and I feel like. I lucky. feel like this is the most oddly. I don't, I, horrible, don't get me wrong, this thing is horrible, but, but, like I said, I always try and think on the positive side, and so while it's all twisted and dark and everything, yes, that's how I work, I can't help but think, I have been talking more to you guys, 
and Americans, and I'm banned from America right now, so ironically, career-wise, this probably is actually very beneficial to me in a horrible <laughs> way. All of your American contacts. Exactly. Yeah. I literally was talking for six hours, I kid you not, six hours last night to people in America on freaking Zoom and Facebook Messenger and yeah. Skype, and I'm like... I'm probably going to have more American contacts after this, and I'm like, I can do nothing with any of them. <laughs> well, that's, you know, the other thing is we don't even know what what the new normal will be after this. I mean, who knows if they're going to not let us travel between countries ever again or if how one gets to do that if one chooses or dis- – I mean, do I ever get to go to Greece again? Are we? Can anybody go to Europe? Like when – are they just gonna? Are we gonna become completely isolationist and in our in our uh, countries? Or? That's a good question. I'm wondering about. I mean, I don't honestly think it's gonna hold up that long. This whole thing. I mean, I like I said, my friend Jennifer. She said that she thinks that the whole thing is a conspiracy, and I'm starting to think like maybe it is. I'm like, I, I mean, we're all gonna go bananas by the end of this. I mean, I mean, not to mention, like I said, I mean, I posted this on my Facebook earlier. I'm like. You know, they got those filters, and you can, like, put, like, bunny ears on yourself. I put a picture of myself with bunny ears, and I was like, ah, look, I look like a Playboy bunny, except that me being single during the apocalypse means that I can't fuck like a rabbit. <laughs> There's going to be... Everything is a joke to you. You're amazing. You're like... <laughs> Thank oh. you. I'm wired fucked up. I Like I said, I can't get laid right now, so I'm probably going mental like Elaine and Seinfeld. <laughs> Might I recommend uh, the Jimmy Jane uh, rabbit vibrator, another rabbit <laughs> reference. <laughs> it has two say. ears. I've heard that um, in the in the uh, storeroom they used to make them race across the table. Uh, they they'd bet on it, but um, but it, it they're hey they're they're a great they're a great toy. I Different. had the running joke. I was talking to a couple of male comics on my uh, Facebook Messenger feed, and um, and I was like, oh man, I can't. Can't get laid, and I'm like, we're all worried that we're gonna be suffocating because of the coronavirus, and I'm like, we're all gonna have our lungs choked up, and I'm like, please, if I'm gonna get choked by, it's supposed to be a man, not a fucking, you know, slim. If you're gonna get, yeah, if you're gonna get choked, let it be the, absolutely. Hey, our next caller's on the line, Lizzie Stanton. Thank you so much for calling. You're amazing, and we'll talk to you soon. Yay! All right, thanks, Yay, Love you guys. Okay, here comes our next caller. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Oh my goodness. Oh, Dan Aaron, Benjamin? my man, my man, yeah, my man Dan from Dan Fresno, Benjamin? Aaron Lewis. Oh, right on time. Oh, you're talking to I, we, my we were just, man. Yeah. You're, uh, you're our third caller. We just uh, we just uh, dumped out on Lizzie Stanton. She had a great new set. She's from British Columbia calling in. We got Pancake in the house. We got my man, Aaron Lewis, calling from from Fresno. First, I have to ask, how was dinner last night? What did you have, and how was it, and oh, how awesome is your well, aunt? some hamburgers and I put a massive amount of onions on it and it was fucking glorious. Yeah. Um, Grilled onions or raw onions? Um, well, I'm a wrestler. I'm starting to like my cigarettes. Like, like, um, I'm like, oh, I can actually smoke a cigarette while I do a set today. Hell yeah. Uh, like, a, like, like I'm like a real comedian, you know? So Absolutely. Like, Bill uh, Hicks it out, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. But, um, hold on one second. Oh yeah, do your thing. Light it up. Just to let the listening audience know again, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is Joke Workshop. We have Aaron Lewis on the line from Fresno. Um, 
He's been I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he's been medevac. No, he hasn't been medevaced out. Gender, for all the gender jokes, dude. Oh yeah. I, 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 I finally fell racism for the first time. <laughs> I don't know if I have any new material, Pam. I might just talk shit the whole time. Sure. Talk shit talk, uh, yeah. I'm down with you that. You know what? You know, there's 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 so many uncertainties in this life right now, but I do know one thing. I love coming in bitches, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I don't know if I want kids or not. But I do know I'd be a good dad. Here's the day in the life of me being a good dad. Ass Piss is my son's name. Yeah, Jeff is my dog's name. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a daughter. Pete Pussy is my daughter's name. Oh, we can't hear you when you take the phone away and yell in the other direction. Oh, fuck. So they didn't get the they didn't get the the Pete Pussy joke. Do the yeah. Oh, the and my pussy. aunt just told me to shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your aunt doesn't like you screaming pee pussy <laughs> while you're smoking outside. No way. I guess not. No man. way. Guess, well, it's an old joke. I guess I should work on new shit. No, but it's funny because it's, it's that's a funny joke that your aunt is like, stop doing your old jokes, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> we are the, like, the, the neighborhood before. is sick of hearing about pee pussy. Yeah, no, I I don't actually have any. That's okay. We can shit, help you. Maybe I'll just talk shit the whole time. We can help you write a joke. Hey, you yeah. know, everybody, is, everybody right now is just like, well, I talked to you about this last night, but, you know, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, now is a great time to write jokes. <laughs> and I'm like, all your quarantine <laughs> jokes are going to fucking suck. Like, <laughs> uh, that, I mean... If a Th this is gonna be the worst bomb I've ever done before. <laughs> what is the the Th this right now? Right now, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to bomb when you're in a bomb shelter. Like it's part of the when you're already. I'm actually in a very. I wish I could take a picture of this backyard I'm in because it's very picturesque. Oh, is even it? Even though it's in the even though it's the shithole of California. How's how's the sunset out there? Last night the sunset here was really uh, beautiful. The club well, colors were really bright. Yeah, it's raining last night, so it was pretty nice. But it looks, it looks nice. It was cloudy here today. I think the government's trying to control the weather. Dude, I think the government is trying to control this dick, dude. Because oh yeah, yeah, it's actually a funny joke. The government's trying to control my dick, <laughs> and then you go, you, that's actually really funny. If you're like, the government's trying to control my dick. And then what? And then where? And where they're trying to control you? I didn't want to go to CVS. I don't need condoms. <laughs> I'm just masturbating into a sock. What do I need a condom for, government? Is is that Jonathan with you in the studio? Uh, Pancake is here. Jonathan's here also. He's just not on a microphone. What's up? Um, it's uh, it's funny because I'm like, uh, I'm I'm still using I'm using Tinder right now, 
How could you use Tinder during the apocalypse? That's a joke in itself. You're still using Tinder in the apocalypse? Like, you have to stay six feet away from the bitch? You can't even touch your boob? I'm getting hits, Pam. You're getting hits? Because you're in Fresno. You're not getting tits? Are they giving you titty pictures? You're getting to see those nips? I'm getting some nudes. I am getting some nudes, son. Getting some nudes. No, that's the thing is you can only get a picture of the nip. You can't touch it because your arm isn't six feet long. Like, maybe if you... Maybe if you do some, like, foot titty fucking, it'll be okay. Like, you can... You can, like, touch her boob with your foot as long as you keep your face, like, <laughs> at her toes or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear a mask and a condom. <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect time for cosplay. This is the perfect time. That's Yeah, this is the perfect time for cosplay. Everybody, furries, now's the time. You can get in your furry suit, wear a mask under there, wrap yourself in saran wrap. I was thinking Immortan Joe from Mad Max. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dude, have you watched uh, uh, Fury Road? Yeah, that's exactly what I was referencing. So, okay, so my favorite scene in all of cinema is when they're getting the t- when they're milking the titties. They just got all that titty milk, and uh, that's when you know you made it when you just got a glass full of fucking Fury Road titty milk. No doubt. I. I I, I tried to have some friends watch it recently, and I was like, this is the best movie that's ever been made. And they thought I was lying. And then I showed them the titty milk scene, and then they still didn't agree, so I just fucking to blasted give, them on Fury Road. To give, them, to give you some historical context, I think maybe the first time titty milk was used in a fictional something was John Steinbeck in the, the finale, the last part of the grapes of wrath the last in the last chapter oh, of the grapes of yeah. wrath when they have gotten all the way to california and people are starving and she you know the woman pulls out her boob and it. feeds the old man from her tet tit oh. in the barn and it's john steinbeck in the, the dust pool in w's battle uh is that how you say it in what dubious battle w's battle do uh w-e-b dubois the boy uh, the black guy no, no, no. It was a book that Steinbeck wrote. Oh. About, uh, like well, this a was socialist uprising uh, among, like, uh, all these field workers. He had, like, a whole chapter about just this girl, like, fucking, she was just, had a baby, and that baby was just sucking on her tit. But, um. This is, and th- it's the Grapes of Wrath, and it's the end, and she. No, no, no. Th- oh. This is before the Grapes. Trust me, I've read. All right, uh, wow! If Steinbeck theory. used it twice, dear lord. Yeah. I am, so there we go. He is obviously was not breastfed. <laughs> he's got a fascination <laughs> he, with tits. What you do? He's all into that lactation. Into the hey, I'm into lactation too. I think I want to save all the vegans consent-based milk. I'm surprised so we don't. I'm surprised we don't keep girls, uh, you know, with the lactating all the time. Yeah. Everybody should yeah. be lactating. <laughs> I, I agree. I always wondered why uh, we didn't have any pig milk. Like, why can't you milk a pig? And then I sort of realized it's because the pig's not going to let you milk it. It's um, the same thing like a cat. A cat would never let you milk it, right? Like I've looked into this so much, it's disgusting. Pig milk? 
just every kind of milk. Human milk, animal milk. 